Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. Replay Mondays. This week's Replay Monday video is I Surrender. Grab your coffee and your note card and get ready for a good word from the Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. He's bigger. My God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God. My God. This one you need a whole choir to come in. He's great in all the earth. My God. Thank you, thank you. Hey. My God. I'm already starting. My God. Bigger than. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Bigger than my God. He's bigger than any circumstance. He's bigger than any situation. He's bigger than any problem. He's bigger than anything that you face. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, you're great in all the earth. Yeah. <laughs> no. You're great in all the earth, my God. For can you let that be the test, the testimony today, your testimony, that He's bigger than any problem, that He's bigger than any situation. Will you let that be your testimony? He's bigger. He's greater. There's no problem. There's no situation. There's no circumstance. Yeah, Cam. He's so much bigger. He's bigger than our mistakes. He's bigger than our sins. He's bigger than our messes. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. He's bigger. Yeah, he's bigger, Jeanette. He's bigger. He's bigger than any sickness. He's bigger than any disease. He's bigger than any doctor's report. My God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. He's bigger. He's bigger than your marriage problems. He's bigger. He's greater. My God, thank you, thank you. Bigger than HIV. Bigger than diabetes. Bigger than fibromyalgia. Bigger than cancer. Bigger than corona. Yeah. My God, bigger than MS. Bigger than ADHD. Bigger than... Autism. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll decree and declare. That needs to be your declaration today that he's bigger. That ought to be your declaration today. He's bigger. Yeah, bigger than depression. My God. Bigger than carpal tunnel. Bigger than whatever issue you're facing. Bigger than being a single parent. You're bigger than any identity crisis. He's bigger than identity confusion. He's bigger than your failed marriage. He's bigger. 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 
He's insurmountable. But my God, he's insurmountable. He's immutable. My God, he's bigger. He's bigger. He's bigger than blindness. He's 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 bigger than intestinal issues. He's bigger. He's bigger than poverty. He's bigger than lack. He's bigger than any yeah, Debbie, any problem that you face. Any circumstance, he's bigger, he's bigger, he's bigger, he's bigger, he's bigger, and he knows what you stand in need of. He knows what you stand in need of. He knows your circumstance. He knows your situation. He knows what you stand in need of. He's bigger. You ought to just declare that. He's bigger, he's bigger. You ought to type that, you ought to post that on your wall. God is bigger. He's bigger than the government. He's bigger than the White House. He's bigger, he's bigger, he's bigger. He's bigger, he's bigger, he's bigger. He's bigger, he's bigger, he's bigger, he's bigger. He's bigger, he's bigger, he's bigger. He's bigger than my light bill. He's bigger than my phone bill. He's bigger, he's bigger, he's bigger, he's bigger. My God, he's bigger, he's bigger, he's bigger, he's bigger, he's bigger. He's greater, he's more, he's stronger, he's more powerful. My God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. My God, he's bigger. He's bigger. He's bigger. He's bigger. I felt that. He's bigger. There's a shift. He's bigger. He's bigger. He's bigger. He's bigger. He's bigger. There's no circumstance that you're facing. There's there's no situation that he's facing. My God, that he's I dare you, I dare you to throw every problem. I dare you to throw every issue. I dare you to throw it at him this morning. I dare you to be done with worry. I, I, I dare you to be done with weary. I dare you to be done with it all. I dare you to make your stance today. You know what, my God is bigger. I'm not gonna spend another minute worried. It does not matter. I don't care how they talked about you. I don't, I don't care what they said about your situations. I don't care what they said wouldn't change. I don't care what they said you couldn't be. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Because I know the God we serve is bigger. He's bigger. He's bigger. He's bigger. He's bigger. He's bigger. He is bigger. He's 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 bigger. You got to see him big. You got to see him bigger than your problems. You got to see him bigger than your circumstances. You got to see him bigger than your situation. He is bigger than your bank account. He is bigger. My God. Thank you. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. He is bigger. He is purposeful. My God. He is thinking of you. He knows you. He loves you. He's considerate of you. He's bigger. He's bigger. He's bigger. He's bigger. Somebody say that. Speak that over yourself this morning. He's bigger. He's greater. Declare that. Don't you be moved by your circumstances. Don't you be moved by a bad health report. He's bigger. He's bigger. He's bigger. I don't care what they told you. He's bigger. He's bigger. He's bigger. And if they ask you, who's the he you're talking about? 
You tell him I'm talking about the Lord Almighty, the Lord that's stronger in battle. My God, he's greater than your circumstance. He's greater than your situation. He's greater that you where that than than where you are. He's greater than what the enemy has been presenting to you. He's bigger, he's greater, he's stronger, he's more powerful. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. He's the great I am. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the way maker. He's the beginning. He's the end. He's made you the head. He's made you the tail. My God, he's bigger. My God, he's greater. I promise you more than any circumstance, more than any situation, he is, he is bigger than you. He is greater in you. He is more than your circumstances. He is more than your supervisor. He is more than your boss. He is Jehovah Jireh, the one that provides for you. He is Jehovah Rapha, the one that heals you. He is, he's, can I, my God, can I tell you something? I just want to give, a, I'm, I'm going to share my own personal testimony. A woman of God was reminding me, I was in a season and a place in which I needed to move. And I had been living in this house and this house was like air property, but it was a circumstance where I needed to give this house back to my mother-in-law. And my friend Carla was here and she stayed with me six days and we were driving because it's time, it's time for me to move. It's time for me to move again. It's time for me to stretch my faith and extend a move towards God. And I was driving the other day and she was sitting, she was driving beside me and she said, I need to remind you of something. I I need to remind you of what happened before. I need to remind you when you were in a situation and a circumstance where you needed to move again. And I remember that I asked you, I said, where are you going? And you said, absolutely. I have no idea. And this happened right. When I tell you your faith will get pushed, this happened right after I walked into ministry full time. So I ain't had no job. Uh, like it just happened. And I remember I set my faith to say, I trust you, Lord. I know you're telling me to move. I know this is what I need to do. I know know I'm doing the right thing. And so I just set the circumstance and the situation before God. And I just begin to pray in the spirit and I just begin to trust God. And she said, you went from one week telling me you didn't know how you were going to go. You didn't know where you were going from the next two weeks. You were telling me you had found a place and that God had divinely orchestrated and put you in the place. The same God that did that for me. She was reminding me, she said, so don't get consumed about your what next. The same God that did it for you before is the same God that's going to do it for you again. And I'm telling you today, the same God that did it for you before. The same God that worked out the problems before. The same God that worked out the situation before. The same God that was there with you before. The the same God, the same God. Somebody say the same God. The same God is the God that is going before you. The same God is the God that is your rear guard. The same God is the God of protection. The same God is the God of provision. You don't have to have it figured all out. You just got to trust God. She reminded me, she said, 
the same God that took care of you last time, Lakeisha, is the same God that's going to take care of you the next time, Tamika. It's the same God that's going to provide a way of escape. There's no temptation that's the great. That's that same. She reminded me. She said the same God. She said, so don't you get consumed. Don't you get caught up. You keep your eyes on the word. You keep your eyes on your work. You occupy till you come. Because the same God that placed you before is the same God that's going to place you again. And I'm telling you, that's the same God. Do not get messed up about the next, the what's next. Lord, give me this day my daily bread. Lord, give me this day my daily portion. Lord God, help me focus on this day. And I was watching um, Miles Monroe the other day because he teaches a lot of kingdom. And he said, once you pray, once you leave it with God, once you put that position with God, he said, go somewhere and get you something to eat. He said, or go somewhere and get you some rest or go somewhere and watch you a movie. Don't sit over there before lowering in your house, waiting on God. No, the same God that did it before is the same God. Don't get it again. Take your peace in that you believe you receive when you pray. Take your peace in the fact that God heard you when you pray. Be the same God. Go sit you down somewhere. Go get you some rest. Go get you something to eat. Chill out. <laughs> chill out. Just chill out. Just chill out and trust that the same God is going to provide for you. The same God is going to heal you. The same, some of you have been struggling with so many different things where healing is concerned, but you know God has healed you before. You know God has done some supernatural things for you before. So so what affliction has arised? So what something has been presented in your body? So what it looks like the same symptom or a new symptom? No, the same God that healed you last time is the same God that will heal you this time. Do not come out of your covenant of healing. Don't make the enemy apply no pressure on you because you got a new pain or a new patch or it looks like it's the same thing again you assert yourself in the word no Isaiah 53 and 5 he was already bruised for my transgressions he was already chastised for my peace and by his stripes I am healed he healed before he's gonna heal again my God the same God that is our testimony today he is greater and bigger and the same God that did it before will absolutely do it again the same God that got you out of trouble before will absolutely do do it again. All you got to do is repent, daughter. I hear you, father. All you got to do is repent, daughter. All you got to do is make a decision. You know what? Today is the day that I'm going to repent. I'm going to take ownership of whatever it is that I've done. Right? That's all I'm going to do. And those, and Romans tells us that God will no way cast you out. If you come to him, if you come to him with a repentant heart, I think it's Romans 10 and 13. God will no way cast you out. All you got to do, daughter, and I know this is for somebody who's been heavy with this. You've been so weighty with whatever sin you made, whatever mistake you made, however you didn't trust God. All you got to do is repent and set this thing. God loves a repentant heart and the devil is scared of one. I'm just being for real. God loves a repentant heart and the devil, the devil hates repentance. That's why he don't want you transparent. That's why he don't want you vulnerable. The devil hates for you to repent because he you know once you make a decision to repent, there's getting ready to be a turnaround. There's getting ready to be a turnaround. So don't you carry that heaviness, daughter. You don't have to carry that heaviness with you. You just got to make a decision. You know what? I am going to repent. I am going to set this thing before God. It's been waiting. It's been heavy. You know 
it wasn't, it, you know, it wasn't from God. Just lay it before him at the altar this morning and just say, daddy, God, I repent. I am sorry for sinning against you. I am sorry for sinning against you. Please forgive me for my sins. You know what? And you know what he's going to do? He's going to forgive you for his sins. John 6 37 says him that cometh unto me. I will no ways cast, wise cast out. He will no way wise cast you out. There is nothing that you can't do that you can't bring before God. And then Romans 10 and 13 says, for whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. My God, for whoever in Jesus, Lord, I need you to save me. And then the scripture also tells me, just find that please. I will always, he will always provide a way of escape. God always provides a way of escape. Please don't think there's no circumstance or situation you can't escape from. I love the word of God. I love the word of God. God will always provide, always. Somebody say always, my God. God always provides for you a way of escape. So you just got to begin to ask God, God, show me if you've been in a trap, if you've been in a snare, if you in the wrong relationship, if you caught in a, I, I wouldn't even go in this way. This was somebody today. If you caught up in the wrong situation, in the wrong place, you, you done signed the wrong contract, you done took the wrong job, whatever it is, God will always provide a way of escape. Pray like Elijah did. Elijah said, give them eyes to see. Lord, give me eyes to see the way of escape that you have made for me so that I am not entangled, so that I am not entrapped, so that I am not snared for the enemy. You can even pray that over your day. Lord, provide me eyes to see so I'm not entangled, so I'm not entrapped, so I'm not confused, so I'm not in wrong relationships, so I'm not wrong in partnerships. And guess what he's going to do? He's going to provide a way of escape. He's going to provide a way of escape. That's 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation is overtaking you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he also provides a way out so you can endure. Father God, I thank you for whoever that is that needs a way out, that has been entrapped and snared and entangled and did not think that they could come out. I thank you, Father God, you are opening the door. I canceled the trap, the snare. My God, the setup, the disillusion that you have designed them to be caught up in this circumstance. I drive out every force of darkness. I thank you. You're giving them eyes to see. And you are giving them ears to hear, Lord God, which way, which direction, which way they're supposed to go, Lord God. Give them clarity in their hearing right now. We drive out every force of darkness that's been trying to prevent them from hearing. I thank you, Father God. You're opening doors to them. I thank Thank you, Father God, that they are bold, they are sober, and they are courageous in Jesus' name. Lord, let them be courageous in Jesus' name, Lord God. Let them not be, let them not be ensnared and hidden by the trap any longer in Jesus' name. Can we do one more prayer before we get in the word? Can we pray against addiction today? I'm over addiction. Can somebody say I'm over addiction? I'm over addiction. I'm talking about I'm food addiction. We all addictions to the table today. I just want to pray against, I heard that in my spirit, that together as a corporate body, we need to take a stance against addiction today. Alcohol addiction, food addiction, um, addiction to the television, uh, addiction to social media, addiction, whatever the addiction is, <laughs> whatever the addiction is, whatever, marijuana, drugs, I don't, sex, whatever it 
is um, over addictive behaviors that do not align with the word of God. The only thing we're supposed to be addicted to is God. The only thing we're supposed to be set up on is God. That's it. So I'm over addictions. I'm, oh, I'm, oh, I'm done with it. I'm done with addiction taking over our families. I'm done with addiction taking over our communities. I pray that everybody that uses um sells anything addictive that they find them a new job. I'm not going to even pray crop failure over them. I'm just praying that they find a new resource, right? I'm not going to pray ugly. I'm not going to pray over their demise. Lord, you just find them a healthy way to provide for their families. You give them clarity that how this thing that they're doing is hurting the communities, right? Right? Like give them new resources. Give them new resources. I need them awakened to the things that they are doing. I don't care if it's pornography, whatever it is, find them another resource, find them another way to provide. Let them come to the ends of the themselves, open their eyes, let them hear, let them see, let them know that you do not have, um, this does not honor you. My God, that's for the people that are selling addictive things, right? We're going to stand in that. Yeah, I'm over it. So Father God, we thank you in the name of Jesus that those that sell things that others are addicted to, that they are, that you're providing Provide them a way of escape, that you give them a new resource to earn income. I thank you, Lord God, that they are coming out of that trap by the enemy, that they will no longer be suppliers to addiction. I thank you, Father God, you are uprooting them out of our communities. You are uprooting them out of our neighborhoods. I thank you, Father God, that... Um, Liquor stores, I'm sorry, are closing. I'm not going to take a stance. Smoke cigarettes are gone. Cigarette companies are gone. Father God, I just thank you, Father God. Um, vapors, vapes, all these things that are coming to our spirit and coming to our presence that are being sold in our communities and placed into our home. Um, cigars, marijuana, um, heroin. It does not matter. Father God, in the name of Jesus, sex, whatever it is, Father God, I thank you, Father God, that it's drying up in our communities. I thank you, Father God, that it's drying up in our homes. I thank you, Father God, that you are providing a way, Father God, for those who have been using this as a means of income to have new income. Now, Father God, for everybody that has fallen into the trap of addiction, even the trap of food, Lord God, food addiction, we break it now in the name of Jesus. We drive out food addiction right now in the name of Jesus. We drive out alcohol addiction right now in the name of Jesus. We drive out all drug addiction right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, that you're taking the taste out of their mouth, that they won't even desire it. We drive out the addiction to marijuana. Don't let nobody lie to you and tell you it's not addictive. If you got to use it to calm down, here's, here's what you know. Here's how you know if you're addicted to something. If you have to use that as a way of escape, then that's a problem. If you just got to have a drink to calm down, that's a problem. If you cannot calm yourself, if, if you're not, if you use it as a way of escape, that's a problem. That, that means it's a problem. If you got to have it, that's an issue. That's a problem. So we drive out, yep, addiction to sweets right now. We're not going to be addicted to sweets. We're not going to be addicted to sex. We drive out the force of being addicted to sex. My God. Father God, I thank you. You're going to get your purpose out of sex. We drive out being overly addicted to people just that we find our satisfaction in you, Lord God. That there is nothing destructive. My God. 
Nothing that withholds us, Father God. We bond our mind to the mind of Christ. We bond our will to the will of God. I thank you, Father God, you're giving us new purpose and new meaning, Lord God, and that we find our strength and that you are our coping mechanism. We drive out the spirit of being addicted to alcohol, my God, in the name of Jesus, we drive out the spirit to be addicted to social media in the name of Jesus. We drive out the addiction to be addicted to um, television in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, that we are healthy, that we have healthy spiritual immune systems, Lord God. That gives us clarity when something is off. I cover this prayer in the blood of Jesus. I cover anybody on this devotional that is dealing with addiction right now in the blood of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, that they are being plucked out of the enemy's hands right now in the name of Jesus. And for any parent or any spouse or any family member that is standing for anybody else right now in the name of Jesus, I cover you in the blood of Jesus. I thank you that Father God is giving you grace to deal with the circumstance and situation. I thank you, Lord God, that God is opening your eyes and ears to hear and see and that you come out of partnership with it, that you will not be an enabler my God, but that you will be loving and kind and you will take a stand spiritually, not in your words. We drive out every force of darkness, all manner. It's a sickness, all manner of sickness and disease, Father God. I thank you, Lord God. Reveal to us any addictive habits that we may have my God, that it may be have that we know we don't even recognize that we have revealed to us today, Father God, if there are any addictive habits that we have, that we stand steadfast in your word and nothing else in Jesus name. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. Thank you, Lord God. Those cords are broken. If you receive that by faith, those cords are broken. Just receive it by faith. Those cords are broken. Those strands are cut up. They've been plucked up out of the gates of hell. Those strands are broken in our community. We got to receive that by faith. And we just thank the Lord that we'll begin to see things change and we'll be seeing, begin to see a submission um, to the word of God. And we just pray for revival to break out in our communities. We thank you, Lord God. Revival is breaking out in our churches. We thank you that revival is breaking out in our home, that revival is breaking out in our schools. And we thank you, Father God, that we are walking healthy and whole right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you and we receive that by faith. So I want to just give you something to meditate on. And we're going to get into this. Um, we're going to get into studying this this week. Um, I have been um, now since I'm so happy to be here with you. Um, I um, lately when I have been studying because a woman of God shared something with me. Um, anytime the Lord puts a word into my spirit, the, the depth of the study for me is changing. And I think that that's important for us to because we study together in the morning. That's what we do on this devotional. We rightly divide the word of God. We stand truth firm in the word of God. Right. We take our notes. We write down our scriptures. We are not here just to be hyped. We are here to do a greater work in ourselves. We are here as well so that we, be, we, be, we know God's ways and not just his acts. We are here so that we can grow in grace and that we begin to resemble Jesus Christ on this earth so that we can go and make impact. We were called to make impact. You are not here by accident. You are not here by mistake. You are not here just to be here. You are here assigned by God. God breathe, breathe breath into your mother's womb and said, hmm, here she goes. Here's mom. Here's mom. Here's Nisi. Here's Cheryl. Here's the Shannon. I'm forming her in her mother's womb and I'm calling her into purpose. 
My God. And I'm calling it on purpose. So from the, I just got to give you this little part. So you've already been called in the purpose. Jeremiah 1, 5, if you need scripture to back it up. Jer, Jeremiah 29 and 11, Psalms 139. God foreknew you in your mother's womb. He was already designating you and setting you apart. But the devil say that the devil, the devil doesn't like you, right? The devil doesn't like you. The scripture tells us what art man that thou art mindful of them. You made him a little lower than the angels, right? He does not like you. And so from the day that you were born, he was strategizing to keep you from purpose. He was strategizing to walk, to keep you from walking in the fullness of who God you called you to be. He did not want you to be so full that you would be running over and go make impact on somebody else. He didn't. He didn't. And so he will distract you. He will disturb you. He will try to disturb your process. He will create alternate scenarios for you. He comes in the form of abuse, physical and sexual. He comes in the form of low self-esteem. He comes in the form of depression. And then many of us have been suffering at the hands of generational curses. He comes in the things that he generationally puts and hides. Some of the things that you've been deceived by, you don't even know you've been deceived by because you thought they were norm. And you thought they were a part of your process and they're not even a part of your process and they're not even a part of your norm, right? No. And so God already, when he blew breath in your mother's womb, he had a decision. He had, a, he had already made a decision. He had already decided, yep, that you were fearfully and wonderfully made. He had already decided that you were good. Somebody needs to say, oh, I'm good. He had already decided that about you, but the enemy right? The enemy, the one that is against you, the one that does not like you has been throwing everything. But as they say, the kitchen sink at you to keep you from walking in your purpose, to keep you from receiving who you are, right? And so when we have scales over our eyes and when we don't understand the impact that the Holy Spirit has on our life, we won't push more into the things of God. We won't push. We'll just keep skating. We'll just keep going to church. We we won't spend enough time um, studying the word of God so that we can understand what it's like for Christ to be alive in us, for the Holy Spirit to do the, the greater work in us, right? And so there comes a point when you've got to... Um, Learn God as your shepherd. And we've done this study before and we've talked a little bit about this before, but something came out this weekend. So as soon as God gives me a word, I have to begin to break this word down. So, so this weekend, the Lord gave me a word for somebody. He said, I need you to call her and tell her, surely goodness and mercy shall follow her all the days of her life right? Well, that's Psalms 23. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow her all the day of her life. So this morning when I got up, I started meditating on that. What does it mean? What does it mean if surely goodness and mercy is going to follow me all the days of my life, right? Or it's going to follow her all the days of our life. What does it mean for surely goodness and mercy to follow her all the days of our life? What, is, what does that mean, Lord? And what is my responsibility? What is my responsibility? Because most of this we receive in grace, right? Most of this we receive by grace. It's not about work, but there is always a responsibility for us to the word. And that is where we misstep. We do not seek out our responsibility. So all of us, we quote, surely goodness and mercy shall be following us all the days of life. It's good to quote it, but it don't mean nothing if you don't know how to live it. It, you, it don't mean nothing if you don't have revelation of it. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean nothing if you won't surrender yourself to the great shepherd. So I want to give you just a little bit on God being your shepherd. And then we can ready to close out. We got, I got about four or five minutes and we out of here. We, we out of here. So make sure you take these notes. You've got to understand. You, so you've got to understand first because this is David speaking. 
And David, because he was a shepherd, understood significantly what it meant for God to be a shepherd. And if we're going to receive and we're going to walk in the revelation that surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, then we've got to understand God is the good shepherd. We've got to understand what it means. Where, how do I get from the shepherding part to the surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the day? I'm just being honest. We don't steward the word properly. We're, we're not good at stewarding the word properly. God will give us a word. God will give us um, revelation into something. And we won't spend time diving in it and eating on it and getting revelation of what it means for God to be the good shepherd or what it means for him to be surely goodness and mercy shall follow us. So we want to get to the point that surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Well, Lakeisha, what's the requirement of me? There's got to be a surrender to the point that you understand God is shepherd. And I'm going to give us some definition of what a shepherd is. And then we're going to chew on this. I'm going to meditate on this. And I'm coming right back up to this because I think this is important. Everybody that's been connected to this devotional knows that God has been leading us into a personal relationship with him. He's over religion. He's over with us just doing the same thing over again. God is like, nope, I need them to know my ways, Lakeisha. I need them to rightly divide the word, Lakeisha. I need them to know that all scripture is breathed by God. I need them to understand what it's really like to have a relationship with me that's not just zealous but it's also filled with knowledge there's a scripture that says zeal without knowledge is dead and many of us have been zealous and heightened and hyped. Remember, we did the study about our heart when the word when the when the the word falls like seed, right? And some of us are hyped and we jump and we oh hallelujah and we love a prophetic word and we love a word that's telling us it's gonna good and we gonna prosper. But we have yet to let the Lord shepherd us. Come on, Holy Spirit, speak. We have yet to let the Lord shepherd us. We have yet to surrender ourselves completely to God. So let's talk about what a shepherd is. A shepherd is to guide or direct you. A shepherd is to guide or direct you in a particular direction. So when David was saying to him, the Lord is my shepherd, David took something very personal. He didn't say he was the nation of Israel. He didn't say he was my mama's shepherd. He didn't say he was my grandmother's shepherd. He didn't say, he didn't say any of that. He said that David said, the Lord is my shepherd. He made it very personal. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. Thank you. Proverbs 19 and two enthusiasm with knowledge is no good. Haste makes mistakes. So we're not on this devotional, even though the Lord shows out here. We are not going to be enthusiastic without knowledge. We are not going to be enthusiastic without walking in revelation. We are not. We are not. We are going to steward this word. We're going to eat this word. We're going to meditate on this day, laws day and night so that it can transform us into the image of Jesus Christ so that we can be effective on this earth, so that we can be effective in our assignment, so that we are positioned to prosper, to make change. So when we say the Lord is our shepherd, we are surrendering to the fact that there is someone to guide or to direct us in a particular direction, right? Um, if we talk about our spiritual shepherds, we are talking about our pastors or members of clergy who provide spiritual care and guidance for their congregation. So we have to recognize that when God sets a pastor over a congregation or calls a, a, a person to be over a flock, that is an assignment by God. They did not self-appoint themselves there. That's why I get a little iffy when the church tries to take so much authority over the pastor. 
I'm sorry. I might have hurt. I wasn't trying to hurt nobody. Because he is actually the person to provide spiritual care and guidance for the congregation. It is not the, the deacons and all of them responsibilities. They are like elders. They are there to solve problems. It is his responsibility to spiritually care and guide for the congregation. That is why you're not supposed to speak out against your pastors. Even if they do something they ain't got no business. Or you feel like you're not supposed to be there. Then move on. But keep your mouth to yourself. Keep your mouth to yourself because he has a certain responsibility. The God, the, the goal of the shepherd. And if you are not um, okay with the place of the person that shepherds you, then ask the Lord to find you somewhere else. I ain't never seen people sit under people they don't like. That don't make no sense. And if you are called there and God called you there, then close your mouth. Because every time you speak out against your pastor, your apostle, your preacher, your teacher, your evangelist, whoever God called you to sit under, every time you speak out against them, you are bringing something upon yourself. The scripture says, judge ye not or you shall also be judged. So if you are sitting in a place that you don't trust your leader, then you ask the God, Lord, deal with my heart and show me where I'm wrong. Or if this is not the place that you have me planted, show me how to move on. Show me how to move on. So here's some other words. Here's some other words. And then let me go. I got to get out of here. Here's some other words to what the shepherd does. The shepherd tends. The shepherd guides. The shepherd conducts. The shepherd ushers, right? Usher leads. Um, the shepherd places you in a convoy, right? He puts you in um, a congregation in the natural realm. When, when, when shepherds, shepherds can steward over up to a thousand sheep. Right in the natural realm, shepherd can steward over like a thousand. Do you know how big that is? Shepherds can steward over a thousand sheep. Right? They steer you. They lead you. They take you. Right? If God is going to become our good shepherd and we're going to su surrender to Him truly, somebody say, "I want to truly surrender to God." Guess what He's going to do? He's going to shepherd you in a direction. Come on, Holy Spirit. He's going to shepherd you in a direction because He knows what's best for you. The Scripture says He's going to make a light. Right? It's going to be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Find that for me, Jess. He's going to be. And so if he's going to be that lamp and that light, guess what's going to happen? He's got to lead. He's got to take. He's going to escort you, which also means he provides security for you. He's going to accompany with you. He's going to walk with you. Danger seen or unseen or foreseen or that, you know, he's going to walk with you. He's going to be with you in the hills. When you're walking up the hills, he's going to be with you in the valleys. He's going to be with you in the dark places. He's going to be with you in the pits of hell. That's Psalms 139. He's going to show. He's going to see. He's going to attend to you. When we get into this, this I, I, I feel the power of God. So we've got to surrender to the shepherd. Like we've got to understand the shepherd's primary responsibility is the safety of the sheep. His primary responsibility is the safety of the sheep. And so here's the problem. Like I already know why we got, we have a hard time submitting to others. We have a hard time submitting to others because we are, we are, we really ain't submitted to God. That's it, Deb. We ain't real. We really aren't submitted to God. Like we, that Psalms 119, 105. Thanks, Jess. We are really not submitted to God. When we were real, if we were really submitted to God, if we were really submitted to God, then we would not have a hard time with leadership. The only time we always rebel, rebug, we got a problem, we got an issue, is because we are really not submitted to God. We really don't understand God as the good shepherd. He says, shepherd's primary responsibility is the safety of the sheep. Shepherds will graze, right? He'll herd them into areas. He gives them good forage, food, but he's also going to keep them from poisonous things. 
The shepherd is also going to keep them from poisonous things. In a natural realm, the shepherd is the one that shows them which plants are poisonous and which are not. That They don't tell the shepherd, oh, we shouldn't eat that. The shepherd is the one that tells you you shouldn't eat that. I'm going to end right there. I'm going to let that go right there. I'm going to go to the next set of these notes. I'm going to stop right there. But I do need you to know this. Jesus is our good shepherd and he's the one that gives us life. And we're going to give this, but you're going to have to learn to surrender. And when I mean surrender, when I mean by act of surrender, when I mean being able to, because remember the point is we're trying to get to the point where surely goodness, I know Tamika, right? Where surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. If surely goodness and mercy is going to follow us all the days of our lives, what are the things that we're going to have to do? And the first thing we're going to have to do is surrender to God. God. We're going to have to surrender to him. We're going to have to eat this word. It is not for us. Just, we're going to have to surrender to God, right? We're going to have to receive him as good shepherd. We're going to have to allow him to shepherd us. So what do we mean by surrender? We're yielding the power, the control or possession, right? Or compulsion or demand. So we're at the demand of God. We're in the possession of God. We're yielding our power. We're completely um, foregoing ourselves so that we could walk in the favor of God. Um, that we're giving ourselves over to God. So when I say I'm surrendering to God, I'm actually giving myself over to God. And I will tell you something that I wrote in my own personal notes. This was I said. I said, am I allowing God to shepherd me? right? Answer that. Am I allowing God to shepherd me? And then your response is going to be no, not in all areas, right? Or yes, God has total control over my life. But before you answer, am I allowing God to shepherd you? Ask the Holy Spirit to show you areas in your life that you have not surrendered and submitted to God, because that is the only way you're going to grow. If you come before God already having all the answers, if you come before God and you can answer how God feels about you before you let the Holy Spirit show you that, then you are, then you, then I already know for a fact that you are not, you are not being properly shepherded. If you can come to God and be like, I know I'm all good with God without asking the question, without letting the Holy Spirit search you, then you already not good because God says he like us a broken and a contrite spirit right? He tells us to humble ourselves. So at the point in the place that I'm like, oh no, I'm good. I'm good with God. Without ever asking God that answer, then I'm already probably not allowing God to properly shepherd me because we grow from grace to grace and glory to glory. We grow from grace. We grow from grace to grace and glory to glory. So if you all good and you ain't got nothing to grow on and God, there ain't no work, there ain't no work, then you probably not being, you probably not being uh, properly shepherd. Cause we grow from grace to grace and glory to glory. Yeah. I don't have, I don't have it all together. I ain't, I, he share, he shows me things all the time and says, you still have some area to grow here, right? Cause we grow from grace to grace. We go from glory to glory. We grow in the things of God. It's not all as one. Thank you for joining us today. If in any way we can serve you, if you are in need of prayer or you want to know more about the ministry, log on to our website, lmjministries.org, and send us a message letting us know how we can help you. If you would like to allow Jesus into your heart, please repeat the following words. Dear Jesus, 
I know I have sinned against you. I am sorry for my sins. I ask you to come into my heart and take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you as best as I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. If you have received the prayer of salvation and made your statement of faith, we would like to connect with you. Please email us at info at justbeinglmj.com or call us at 501-420-3573. We can help you get connected to a local church in your area. If you would like to send a donation to the ministry and or become a partner, visit our website, lmjministries.org, for all of our ways to give. Make sure you are subscribed to our social media as well as our email list so that you may stay tuned to our daily devotionals, daily inspiration, as well as important updates and information. And remember... Go be loved today.